to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. I was surprised at how hard it was to go back to a routine that was, after all, brand new. But stripping away even that little bit of hope I'd been fostering made everything seem impossible. I tried to focus on the positives. There was a good chance that my daughter was going to survive what was coming, and Jacob too. If they had a future, then that was a kind of victory, wasn't it? Our little band must be going to hold their own if Jacob and Renesmee were going to have the opportunity to run in the first place. Yes, Alice's strategy only made sense if we were going to put up a really good fight. So, a kind of victory there too, considering that the Volturi had never been seriously challenged in a millennia. It was not going to be the end of the world. Just the end of the Collins. The end of Edward. The end of me. Oh, hey, Marin. Hey, Emily. Guess what happened while we were on vacation? Oh, my gosh. Tell me. Three, one, two, three new patrons have joined us. Oh, I'm going to cry about it. We would love to give a huge welcome to Ren from California. Amanda from Australia. And Emily from Canada. Wow, what an international group we have. We're really expanding our horizons <laughs> here on the Patreon. I love it. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Yay. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. This is Marin. This is Emily. And this is Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. Uh, welcome. And on this week's episode of Remember Twilight, Emily and I are discussing Breaking Dawn, Chapter 34, Declared. In case it's been a minute for you guys, like it has me, I'll tell you, last <laughs> chapter, Bella went to Seattle, and she was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm here, and then she met Max, and Max was like, you're so hot, what are you doing here? <laughs> and Bella was like, I don't know, just things, I guess, and he was like, oh yeah, like papers, and Bella's like, yeah, papers. <laughs> 
I love it when the person tells me what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so does Bella. It's so helpful. It's helpful. (laughs) What am I doing here, actually? Please tell me. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who don't know, we're sitting here recording our episode and we are live feeding it to our Patreon page. And we have a couple people in the chat. So thank you guys for being here. You guys are awesome and you make recording even funner. Oh, yeah. I love it. All right. So chapter 34 declared. Yep. We got some declarations (laughs) on the horizon. (laughs) Let me just mention real quick that at the very end of chapter 33, Bella had a sudden memory of how much she wanted to go bone Edward. And at the very beginning of chapter 34, Edward, we learn also had that exact same feeling. (laughs) Am I right? You're right. (laughs) So Bella, what we missed is she drives home. She picks up her Nesme. Jacob's like, I'm going to go home with Sue (laughs) and do home things. I think the fact that Jacob went home is so funny. This is the first time he's like voluntarily gone back to La Push because he's like, there's no way I could possibly spend any time with Edward Cullen after seeing Bella's very face coming in the door. Imagine her face. I'm gonna miss you so much. (laughs) Everything is doomed. (laughs) When I die and go to vampire heaven, I'll look down upon you. (laughs) I gave you the last name Wolf. Why did I choose that? She's having feelings. She truly As is. she should. And Bella can't hide a feeling. She's much like me. So <laughs> yes. Jacob was like, uh, just can you, I'll go home with Sue tonight. Bye. I'm uncomfortable. Okay. So she gets home and she hears Edward playing the piano as they get out of the car. And she's like, oh, that's nice. He hasn't played the piano since Alice left here. Bella's on the verge of crying this entire two chapters just to give you guys... Oh, man. Some insight. She's on the verge, and I was actively tearing (laughs) throughout reading these. It's sad. There's some parts that I was like, "Uh, uh, uh." I cannot keep highlighting, Mm -hmm. but I had to. So she goes inside, and she's like, oh, I remember being hopeful like everyone here. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) And so she's like, okay, I got to pretend like everything's fine. And she goes over and Edward's like, hi, Bella, did you have a good time with Charlie? And she's like, yeah, also, sorry, I was gone until literally 1 a.m. I was just doing some Christmas shopping, (laughs) which she then says she simply picked up one item as she was driving past an antique store. (laughs) She's really not good at coming up with a different plan. Literally, she goes, I would leave no clues in his mind for Aro if I could help it. And I'm like, no, good luck, Bella. You're really not, good luck. You're, you're bad not off to a good start. <laughs> so Bella goes on like, I just, I didn't want to let this Christmas pass without giving Renesmee something, even though obviously we're not going to go like all out Christmas style. And Edward's like, did you want to like go all out Christmas style? Because like... We can make that happen. He's like, we actually literally have a storeroom back here in the backyard full of presents. Esme just clicks a button and all the decorations come out from the ceiling and settle into place. Like, it's so fast. You wouldn't believe it. a winter wonderland if you want. (laughs) And Bella's like, no, it's okay. I just didn't want her to not get anything. She opens her bag and tries not to show him the $30,000 in cash. She still has in her bag. And she's like, look, 
I got this from an antique store. And she puts it in his hand. And it's this little locket that has cute little vines around it. And he opens it up and there's something in French. And he's like, Bella, did you learn how to speak French recently? And she's like, no. But the guy at the shop told me that it means something like more than my own life. And Edward's like, yeah, that is what it says. Look, probing (laughs) eyes. It says eyes were probing. And Bella's like, ah, shucks, look what's on TV. (laughs) Jeez. The way that Emily and I just keep looking at each other. Uh, Yeah. There's a heartbreak happening. So Bella's like, I just hope that she'll like it. And Edward's like, of course she will like that. And she's like, oh, no, he's on to me already. (laughs) Of course our five-month-old baby will love it. Yeah, it's the perfect (laughs) gift for a toddler. So Edward's like, all right, let's go home. And Bella's like, hmm. And he's like, what do you mean, hmm? And she's like, well, I wanted to practice with Emmett a little bit. She wants a fight night. Meanwhile, (laughs) Emmett's just watching TV with Rosalie. And he's like, huh? Okay. (laughs) I know a spot in the forest. The way his ears perk up. Yeah, like, "Mm -hmm." I would also like a fight night, Bella. (laughs) (laughs) It's better than TV. But Edward's like, we have plenty of time to do that tomorrow. And Bella's like, we don't have plenty of time for anything. And he's like, Bella tomorrow (laughs) and then he looks at Emmett and goes Emmett tomorrow and his expression was such that not even Emmett argued (laughs) the last imagine Emmett what it takes to have Emmett just shut up yeah that's a look I can't even I don't even (laughs) want to try and think about that look from Edward otherwise (laughs) well I'll I'll never I'll be changed so we're just gonna keep going they head back home and Bella's thinking about how weird it is to even have a routine at all because everything is hopeless and so she's like well there are some good things that will come out of this probably Renesmee and Jacob will get away and that probably means that we'll do enough damage to the Volturi that they'll be safe ish but it's just the rest of us are gonna die but i mean hopefully carlisle's right in the we have an afterlife and wherever we go i'll be with edward still and that's all that matters to me is that i'm with edward forever no matter what that looks like so bella all vampires go to vampire heaven yes (laughs) it's a disney movie (laughs) cute I would watch. (laughs) So we fast forward to Christmas. Bella, Edward, Renesmee, and Jacob all go over there for the day. Over there is also every werewolf from the push. And Emily and Sue are also there. Uh, Why are Sam and Emily there? I I ask. They have their own families. That's a great question. Right? Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I think that Emily and Leah are cousins. Right? Right. So maybe that's why. Because she's Sue's niece. Yeah. And Sue was like, this is our family now. You have to come with us. I think Sam has parents. Whatever. It's a fine. I'll move on with my life. It feels weird to have those two there, but it's fine. I'm glad they're there. Everybody's getting along again. Yeah, it is. It's nice. And Bella loves how filled Charlie's house is with people who are happy and not stressed out and almost crying every five seconds. (laughs) And she notices how cutely Charlie started to decorate and then gave up. (laughs) I love that, too, so much. 
I actually did that last Christmas where I was like, I'm going to decorate. You guys were there, you and Caitlin and Mare. And I was like putting stuff up and then everybody left and I was like, eh, I'm done. Yeah. Fair <laughs> I did enough. Not, I didn't do anything else. Bella gives Renesme the locket. She's wearing it. And this we are confirmed that Edward is the best gift giver, period. 100%. Go listen to this. So Renesme, he's like, okay, music is my love language. So I have to leave. Like, obviously, Bella's being super weird. <laughs> Things are crazy. I'm going to give Renesme a really awesome gift that she yeah. will remind her of me. And, like, is oh. something that I might not have time to, like, share all the music I love with her. So he gives her... A little iPod with 5,000 of his favorite songs on it. Oh, my gosh. It is the absolute best gift. Uh, I can't. Because you know that he is. He's like, we're not going to make it. I know that now. <laughs> He's too smart mm -hmm. to not infer that from Bella's gift to Renesmee. He's so good. He's so, so good. Yes. Um, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking forward to how you're going to feel about Jacob's gift to Renesmee. Okay, so he's like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice gift. It is. It's, it's beautiful and sweet. So he gives her a braided quilt version of a promise ring. In my mind, I thought bracelet, but it doesn't actually say bracelet. It just says a braided promise ring. But it's on her wrist. It says on her wrist. Okay, yeah. So it bracelet. Thank you. Because I was about to be like, if that was a ring, I was about to <laughs> pop right off. I think I wouldn't like a ring. Bracelets a little bit yeah, easier for me to digest <laughs> right now. Bella can't be bothered by it. She's like, good. I like. I am relying on Jacob to take care of my child. Absolutely. So I need to. The fact that he is this committed to her is mm -hmm. great for Bella. Edward, though, <laughs> more on my page. He has some gritted teeth about it, yeah. which makes me a little hesitant about it. But we don't hear from Jacob what his intentions about the promise bracelet or what he thinks, like what it means to him is. So I'm just going to kind of <laughs> smooth over this part. I don't love it. I don't hate it. He could have given her anything else, maybe, that I would have liked more. Well, first of all, Jacob doesn't have a job. Second of all, <laughs> I support you in just being like, let's just past it. Edward having a gritted tooth about it is the first and only time that I get a, a feeling of like, oh, shoot. If Edward has a feeling about this, then there is something. But also there might have been a moment where Jacob also was like, oh, shit, Bella knows something and that night after she came home and she had that, like, I'm going to cry look, he went home and made Renesmee a bracelet because he might have thought to himself, Renesmee's not going to make it. And he might have made her that bracelet as like, um, as long as I ha can be with you, I will be with you in every way. And I promise I will always be with you. Like, so it, there was probably no intentions other than like, I'm heartbroken also about losing you. And I don't know. Yeah, no, the I like that too, but. What I thought you were going to say is that he was using it more as a message to Bella. Oh. Like, I know something is yeah, wrong maybe. and I want you to know that, like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to. I could see him doing out. that, too. So, he, like, to yeah. Renesmee, it's just a cute bracelet she can wear. But right. to Bella, it has that. I think that's like symbolic meaning. So. I, we cracked it. Okay. You and we're I, better, guys. Again. <laughs> <laughs> we can 
recanonize our way to being okay with anything. <laughs> we really can. That's our greatest gift. Yeah, we can make anything better through the podcast. Amen. Edward gets Charlie. Oh my gosh, another such a good gift. Perfect gift. A fishing sonar system. <laughs> like, of course... It's incredible. That's exactly Charlie's love language is fishing. Absolutely. <laughs> and this is something that Charlie would never, ever, as long as he lived, get it for himself. Yeah. Because it's like, it's expensive. It's kind of crazy. Like, why would I need that? I, you know, whatever. But gosh, having it, a dream. You mm-hmm. know, he watches fishing shows where the guys are like, all right, as you can see in my little sonar here, we got a bunch of fish underneath us. And he's like... Oh, what I wouldn't give. And now he has one yeah. because Edward knew. Ugh. Yep. Sue made lunch for everyone. Bella decides that it must be good because of the way the werewolves are all eating, which <laughs> I think they just eat like that anyway. But I'm Heck sure yeah. Sue is a great lunch spread cook. I agree. Edward and Jacob and Bella are all kind of relieved when it's time to go home because this was like a pause in all their preparations bella thinks to herself this is probably the last time that she's gonna see charlie (laughs) Um, but she goes it was probably a good thing that i was too numb to really register that oh my gosh and then she's like i haven't seen renee since the wedding but i don't i mean that's probably for the best (laughs) (laughs) that paragraph man perfect it's incredible she talks about how charlie is stronger than renee and so that's why she's glad that he's around and not her mom Mm. and she goes maybe he was even strong enough for a good by now but i wasn't there's no way he was no they're exactly the same no way it would have torn him apart oh god (laughs) so they drive back to the collins house renesme is just clicking her locket open and closed open closed open closed (laughs) get the girl a freaking toy she's a toddler (laughs) Charlie, did you not get her a Polly Pocket at least? We've I don't seen know. her destroy Esme's second best silverware set. Yeah, she so. needs toys. And she just kind of does some self-therapy where she thinks to herself all the things she wants to say to Jacob. If she could, like, if ever, if the world is ever safe again, take her to Charlie. Tell him the whole story. Tell him how much I loved him. That I couldn't bear to leave him even when my human life was over. Tell him he was the best father. I guess tell him to say, tell Renee that I loved her too. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations on being able to look at those words and read them out loud. I could not. Thank you. She talks about how she wrote a note for Charlie and a letter to Renesmee that she put with all of the things that she needs to give Jacob. She goes, something for her to read when I couldn't tell her I loved her anymore. (laughs) Everything's sad. Everything's the saddest it's ever been. (laughs) So they get home. Bella doesn't notice anything unusual. And then she hears yelling in the house. (laughs) And she can hear Carlisle and Amon just very loudly talking to each other. (laughs) So Edward doesn't even take a second to drive to the garage. He just stops the car. They go inside. (laughs) Bella's like... Jacob's stance changed and his face turned serious. I guessed that he was in alpha mode. (laughs) Poor Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) So before they go inside, Edward tells Bella that Alistair left. And so they they walk inside and every vampire is just standing on the edge of the walls. Except for obviously Alistair's gone. And in the middle is Amon 
yelling at Carlisle, and Benjamin is also there. So Edward grabs Bella's hand, and they go and stand by Esme. And Carlisle and Amon are fighting about the fact that Amon believes that Carlisle has called all of these people here so that he can sway members of other covens to stay with him. I am so mad at Amon right now. It's the dumbest thing. Don't ever pick a fight with Carlisle. Like, get out of here. Get Especially one about, like, morale. Like, like his, like, uh, Honestly, who is, uh, the, uh, it is the most ridiculous, over-the-top, unnecessary thing to ever do. I don't care how, uh, it just doesn't make any sense. No. And especially because we've, like, learned that they have known each other for a very long time. Uh, it's, I mean, we learn, it's all about Benjamin However, like Carlisle is the greatest vampire ever. I don't. Uh, mm. Yeah. Goodbye, Amon. So it's like Amon being like, you're trying to steal Benjamin. You blah, blah, blah. And Carlisle being like, literally, that's not what's happening. Benjamin is free to make his own choices. I've never once tried to sway anyone to like join me. Like all we've asked is for you guys to witness this child growing and like. Amon's just popping off like will not hear it he's just like so convinced of this that he can't have a conversation um and even Benjamin is like you're being annoying and you're embarrassing me in front of all these cool vampires like shut up <laughs> and so Amon's like Alistair was right to leave we should all be leaving like none of like obviously this is going to end in a fight everyone's gonna die la 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 and Carlisle's like no it's not like if you if what you think is going to happen does happen, side with the Volturi. No hard feelings. <laughs> but if that's what you're so worried about, don't choose me. Like that is not what this is about. Uh, I won't hold it against he you. He is. He's like, giving him the most clear out. Yeah. He's not even saying like anything that Amon Amon is just freaking out because he he's so insecure about losing Benjamin, as if he owns him it's a red flag <laughs> certainly like he crimson just, he took it out and started waving it around he was like i own this person yeah and benjamin's like ew dad you're so embarrassing yeah everybody else is like our dad carlisle's not embarrassing <laughs> yeah finally he's like fine i'll stay carlisle but i will join the Volturi if that's what i need to do to survive okay um, but I, I guess I will stay and witness. <laughs> Obviously, like, that's the truth. And Carlisle's like, hello. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that's all that's I ever what's asked happening for. here. And then he starts yelling at Benjamin. And he's like, I gave you your life. And now you're wasting it. And Benjamin's just like, you, dad. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin does call him out. And he goes, if only you could have replaced my will with your own, then maybe you'd be satisfied with me. And so Amon just grabs Kevi and they leave. And Edward's <laughs> like, they're not really leaving but he wasn't joking when he said he would join the Volturi. Wow. Bella asks why Alistair left, and he says no one really knows, but he thinks that things are going to come to a fight, and it was all too much for him. The stakes were too high, so we think that's why he left. Everybody is listening in on their conversation, obviously. Eleazar is like, well, yeah, based on what he was talking to himself about, because remember, he's the mumbler. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to sit there and talk to yourself about the people that you're hanging out with, go ahead and leave. Yeah, it's that's fine. For the best. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 
But um, Eleazar is like, I heard him talking and he he believes that the Volturi are going to attack regardless of what evidence we can provide for them. Um, he's just certain that no matter what we try, everyone's going to die, basically. Everyone's kind of uneasy except for the Romanians who are like, duh. <laughs> like, have you guys listened to us at all? Like, these people are are bad this is what they do like why do you think they just be keep becoming more and more powerful vampire (laughs) (laughs) and so bella everyone kind of starts talking amongst themselves but bella keeps listening to these two they're like you know we do hope that alistair was right about this because it's time for the world to understand like what the Volturi really are, what they've become. Everybody needs to stop being convinced that they are here to uphold the law instead of just gain power for themselves. Vladimir's like, yeah, at least when we ruled, everybody knew what we were. <laughs> so <clears throat> when I was reading this, I oh, that was a gross like throat clearing. Do you have consumption? <laughs> I think I'm dying of tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, who amongst any vampire actually trusts the Volturi? Nobody. That's a farce. It's a farce on both sides. So the Volturi, it's kind of like the U.S. government. <laughs> they know they're full of shit. We know they're full of shit. This is what's happening, right? Yeah. Because like, who actually trusts the Volturi? Uh, Amon, for some reason. I mean, I'm sure there's a certain percentage. Yeah. And especially because most vampires only travel by themselves or in a pair. So they don't really... I feel like when you have more like-minded people is when you... I wonder... I I really want to know how the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the rules are told. So let's say like Zafrina and Senna, they just like live in the jungle, right? Right. So who who is going to them and being like, oh, hey, by the way, don't mess around with these five rules. The Volturi have, an, uh, they have a website. <laughs> <laughs> when the you, you turn turned. a new person, you just leave them the Volturi <laughs> website business card. You put it like, in bye. their pocket <laughs> and walk away. Yeah. Number one, try to be sneaky about your murders. Number two, visit this website. <laughs> I love this. Okay. The Volturi are awesome dot org. That's it has to be that because nobody who actually knows them at all or has interacted with them is going to be like, these guys are absolutely 100% on the up and up. Well, and they o- kill everybody who like really questions them, <laughs> they, you know? They kill everybody so. and then they take, they pluck the one they like out of the whatever. It's, <laughs> I don't like it. So they're talking and they're like, honestly, we hope it comes to a fight. We're never going to be in a like company like this that could actually maybe do some damage. And if they do win, they're going to leave with more power than they came with. Um, so they're like, the newborn over there, she doesn't even know what she can do and she's already awesome. That guy who can move the earth, like obviously they'd want him. The illusions and the zapping, they don't need that. They already have that. Um, he looks at Edward and he goes, you know, they don't even really need you that much. <laughs> like they like you but they don't you're fine you're like one step from carlisle so they'll take that that's more than we can afford to have them gain they're like yeah so i guess that means we're gonna stand against them as long as we still have hope and even if we can just cripple them 
then hopefully other people will come along and like wipe them out completely. And they're like, and then our long vendetta will be repaid at last. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're great. So then everyone else has started, has listened in on the ending of their conversation. And people start speaking up and saying, you know, if it does come to a fight, we will st- we'll stand with the Collins. We will fight as well. Benjamin's like, well, apparently everybody loves me. So <laughs> I guess I'll fight for my freedom so I don't have people wanting to control me the rest of my life. Oh, geez. And Garrett's like, eh, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya, of course, speaks for her whole family and says, of course, we'll stand with Carlisle. You know, as like a testament to... The company that Carlisle keeps, there are people who are comfortable enough saying, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And I love that I like too. that they're comfortable enough around Carlisle's friends to be like, honestly, we don't know. I, that's why I have so much rage about Amon, because I'm like, literally everybody who's ever met Carlisle trusts him. Mm-hmm. And so just look at all these people and recognize why they trust him. He's so compassionate. Yeah. Jacob's like, of course the packs will fight because we're not afraid of vampires. <laughs> Jacob stands up and goes, you have my bow. <laughs> Is he the Legolas? Maybe he's he gives more me more a- Boromir vibes. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> you're so right. I'm not wrong in this. I, <laughs> no, you're I said that right. sentence and just truth radiated my being. <laughs> He is the poor of Okay. Everybody's like, you children, you infants. And Jacob just smiles. They uh, don't know. They don't know how badass these wolves are. Yeah. Maggie's like, we're in. I know Carlisle is being truthful. And that's, you know, she's all about the truth. Siobhan kind of sits there for a second. She goes, Carlisle, I really don't want this to turn into a fight. And he goes, you know, that's the last thing that I want, too. Maybe you should focus on keeping it peaceful. And she's like, well, like, that's going to do anything. And he's like, well, could it hurt? And she's like, you want me to manifest that everything's going to turn out okay? And Carlisle's like, yes, please do that. (laughs) And then she does. Yeah. And she's like, okay, well, I guess I don't need to say whether I'm going to fight because if I don't want it to, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Did Siobhan save the whole family? That's a single very brainedly prop- popular theory. I love it. Yeah. Everyone else is like, what? What? <laughs> so confused. <laughs> but after that, everybody kind of settles into what they're doing for the night. Some go to hunt. Others go find some of Carlisle's books or televisions <laughs> or computers. <laughs> Cool. Bella and Edward and Renesme go to hunt. Jacob comes with, and Jacob's like, "Ah, they're they act all superior and it's like so smug." And Edward's like, "They're gonna be shocked when you guys save them, then, huh?" And Jacob smiles, punches Edward on the shoulder, and goes, "Hell yeah, they will, Dad." <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, the answer is no. Yeah. Bella tells us this is not the last time that they will hunt. They're going to all try and hunt really as close to the Voltre coming as possible and that they have a plan in place now. And that is that when it starts to get snowy-ish looking outside, they're all going to head to the baseball clearing and hang out there uh, so that the Volturi will be drawn into the mountains instead of closer to town. And then she starts thinking about who exactly the Volturi will track to find them she suspects probably Edward or Carlisle, but then she's like, well, what if they try and track me and they can't? 
Or what if they try and track me and they can? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's right. We don't know. Yeah, so Bella has a whole spiral oh, here. Oh, she sure does. And she's right. I would have done the same thing if I had this realization. I'd have been like, oh, shit. We don't know anything about me. Yeah. <laughs> so there she is halfway through an elk when she just drops it and stares at her bloody hands and Edward's like what is happening and he also drops his <laughs> animal and comes over and he's like what's wrong and Bella goes run as me and Edward goes she's just around that tree <laughs> I can hear her and Jacob <laughs> and Bella's like no that's not what I meant I was thinking about my shield and I know the others are relying on me protecting Zafrina and Benjamin, but I think that this is a bad plan. Edward's like, okay, first of all, calm down. That's not our only plan. And if you can't do it, like, it's okay. It's not your responsibility to save all of us. And Bella's like, well, what if I can't protect anything? <laughs> She's like, what if what I can do doesn't work against Alec? And Edward's like, don't worry. The way Alex's power works is exactly the same as Jane and Zafrina. It's an illusion. Um, like, he won't be able to get in your head. And she's like, but Renesme <laughs> does. I never thought about it before, but she puts thoughts into my head just like she does with everyone else. How come Bella is worrying about this now? When she was literally face to face with Jane, Jane couldn't touch her. And she was a human. So it's interesting that she thinks it would change after she changed. She's even more powerful now. Well, I don't think she's worried about Jane, but she's worried about the other people who they just assume. Yeah. Okay. They won't work when, if you had told them about another vampire with Renesmee's powers, they would also assume yeah. Bella would be yeah. shielded from that. No, that's okay. It's just weird, though, because like... <laughs> There are people who her shield doesn't work on. Alice, Jasper, like, you know, it does. So she has, she's right to freak out. Yeah. Edward just kind of looks at her and she's like, you already thought about this, <laughs> didn't you? He's like, the second I met you. It's like the very first time <laughs> Renesmee touched you, I thought about this. And Bella's like, well, don't you also want to freak out about this? <laughs> And he goes, well, no, because listen, I have a couple theories. That's Two her favorite theories. pastime is freaking out together. Yes. <laughs> She's like, okay, tell me your least favorite theory first. And so Edwards, one of his theories is that, well, Renesmee is your daughter. She's literally biologically half of you. Remember how I used to say that your mind was on a different frequency? It may just be that Renesmee happens to have the same weird brain thing that you do and therefore that's why her gift can work on you and Bella's like I don't like it <laughs> and so he's like okay this is my other theory which I do believe in he goes do you remember what Carlisle said to me about her right after she showed you her first memory and Bella's like well duh I was a vampire by then so I remember everything <laughs> Uh, but she reminds us that he said it's an interesting twist, like she's doing the exact opposite of what you can. And so Edward goes, exactly. So I wonder if maybe she just has your same talent, but flipped around where you can keep everyone out and therefore she can get into anyone. Dude, and she's so freaky. Yeah. And Edward's like, I mean, look at like all that we've experienced is that none of like none of these other vampires are immune to Renesmee's power. 
And they also all get 100% convinced of what they see from her. Uh, so Edward's like, I really feel like if if Renesme touches Aro, the same thing will happen to him and he will be utterly convinced and like kind of just in love with her almost. And Bella does a <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, no, she doesn't get to get anywhere near that creep. Yeah. And so Edward goes like, hopefully that is the case because then there'll be no way that he can see the truth. And Bella says, well, is the truth enough to stop him? And Edward had no answer. End of chapter. Edward has a mighty shrug and so do I. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I I shed some tears. I yeah. don't like the thought. I mean, like I've had, I, I constantly think about death. That's my intrusive thoughts is that I, you, all of you listening, everybody I know is going to die at any moment. And so I'm constantly living in this way of life of like, but what if this person dies and I never get to tell them I love them again? And so when she says that to about her daughter, I'm like, oh, my God, I, I feel that all the time, pretty much every day. I'm working on it. I, <laughs> I'm trying to work through these things. But man, I get that. Yeah. It's intense. Um, she's still this way in the next chapter. <laughs> yeah. um, so we'll see you all again for another cry. Yeah, we will. <laughs> well, thank you um, again for listening and joining us this week as we talked about all this sad stuff. Um, we're grateful for you. Absolutely. We're going to be back next week with chapter 35. And just to give you guys a heads up, there are only 39 chapters in this book, the last one of which we are saving to record live this September at the Forever Twilight and Forks Festival. Um, so your feed will be a little bit chapter empty for a while, but we are planning on filling it with some interviews. But when we get to like the end of July and we're on chapter 38, don't panic. <laughs> that was intentional. We've got it under control. Yep, and we're going to go record our Patreon-only bonus ode right now. So if you'd like to listen to that, come join us on the Patreon. And until we see you next time, remember, do not be the embarrassing vampire dad. Agree. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at RememberTwilightPodcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.